Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever or whatever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. Today, we're going to look into the question how to establish uh, trust. Um, yesterday, we did some riffing on what sales acceptance was and how you build up um, sales acceptance. That's how you get people warmed up warmed up to the idea of buying from you and uh, establishing trust happens to be one of those means in your arsenal of getting people's uh, resistance down and warming them up to the idea of buying for you and why is trust essential because basically business goes according to the speed of trust for those of you who remember reading um, is it the seven habits yeah seven habits of highly effective people i think that's uh, stephen mr covey i think uh, well, Stephen Covey's boy is also involved in this um, uh, line of business and academic inquiry as well. So, uh, okay, well, we shouldn't call him a boy because uh, I think he's well over his 40s. So, well, yeah, he has a son, young man. Anyway, so the young man has written a book about business um, of the speed of trust, building on some of his father's research and also original research that he has done that shows that pretty much um, if we have um, a healthy dose of trust in the mix, business is going to flow smoothly. And if we have, uh, if we don't have um, a single lick of trust, if things, if trust is at a crappy level, then we can't expect business to move um, all that fast. So that's one reason why uh, trust is important. Oh, rather two reasons why trust is important because business is going to move at the speed of trust and also because trust is really important when we are trying to get people's sales resistance down and trying to warm them up to the idea of buying from us now how do you establish trust it depends on who you are speaking to but you're going to find that all the ideas that uh, we discuss when it comes to these sorts of things whether you make reference to the um the old Harvard Business Review article that I had, uh, that I uh, referenced on the podcast, or whether you're listening to Grant Cardone or uh, um, Stephen Covey, the younger, or Brian Tracy or whoever, um, you'll find that um, it's going to be useful. And in a way, they kind of all tie into each other. So I, my personal recommendation is don't get too worked up when it comes to looking for a template for establishing trust. Whatever it is that you have found readily on the internet or whatever it is that your mentor has told you um, or whatever it is that uh, your parents have told you because there's some of you who come from business families. I'm sure that's fine and you can use that to, um, you can start and build on that. Well, for me, one of the earliest frameworks that I came across, uh, no surprise for those of you who've been listening from day one, is a framework from uh, Tom Hopkins, um, American sales trainer, real estate space, been doing this for um, a long time, uh, you know, 60s, 70s, so old dude. But I find that his stuff, even though it's uh, related to the real estate uh, industry, carries quite well to whatever industry that you're doing. So if you're a medical doctor, it applies. If you're a teller in Zenith Bank, it applies. If you're a marketer for uh, Zenith Bank or Nikon Insurance, it applies. And if, like me, you're a wedding photographer or you do some other uh, things in the wedding and the event space, guess what? It applies as well. So let's go into the meat of this. Now, you establish trust by showing commonality, by showing credibility, and by showing competence i think there are two more but um for now these are the ones that just 
come to mind. I mean, those are the ones that just stuck with me from um, day one and I always have at the back of my mind. So commonality, credibility, and competence, or as Tom Hopkins like to call, likes to call it, the three C's. Now, commonality, the idea behind commonality is, um, how will I put it? Okay, it's the state of being like your customers or your potential customers and sharing rapport with your prospective customers. So you want to show that you are like the bride and groom and that you share some rapport with them. You guys have um, similar worldviews, uh, similar interests, uh, things like that. It gets people, um, obviously, it gets people nice and comfortable around you and uh, open and amenable to having uh, the conversation about what it is that you do. So if as the wedding photographer, um, you're not able to establish a, um, commonality, in fact, despite whatever you do, you establish a strong state of dissonance and you guys are not just going to move um, forward. So let's say they are a young, um, earthy couple, but you come across as old, uh, chromogeny, and um, uh, and uh, you're old, you're chromogeny, and uh, let's see, what else? And that you're of that old school breed that is uh, constantly angry and politically conscious, you know, like... Uh, you know, like those people who used to listen to Fela's music back in the day. So if both of you, if that's the vibe that you get from that meeting, then it's possible that you might go ahead and work with this couple and they'll select you as their wedding photographer. But um, you can see that it's not, it's, it's not the beginnings of a good relationship. So you have to establish um, some commonality. Now, uh, a word on commonality. Because a lot of the frameworks that you're going to look at, whether it's Tom Hopkins or any other person, uh, stress this whole thing of being relatable and establishing commonality. There's this idea that you have to be friends before you go ahead. But uh, let me disabuse uh, that point of uh, view in your mind today. You guys don't have to be friends. You don't have to be lovey-dovey. Just, you just need to establish some level of commonality. I mean, this is the first meeting. The goal is not to become their best friend. It's just to establish some commonality, get everybody um, properly introduced, uh, warmed up and liking each other so that you can make progress uh, with sealing the deal and delivering uh, according to what you've promised um, at their wedding. After the wedding is done, you want to continue and you want to become best buds and lifelong friends and everything. Yeah, that's fine. That's up to you. But in the beginning, the goal is just to establish commonality. In fact, Tom Hopkins insists that what you have to do is just establish commonality and no more. Pick a couple of things to show that you guys have uh, similar interests or you know the same sort of people or you're from the same academic, uh, the same um, social backgrounds or, you know, stuff like that. Establish that and then move on get on with the business of the day. So the whole point is not to become uh, best of friends by, you know, whining and dining and um, all of that. So the whole friendship and friends for life thing can come after you are done with the wedding. Let's remember we're professionals. Um, we're, we're professionals. So profession, that is the first and the most important part. We're here to do a job, do it well, make sure that we're paid for that. And then all else comes um, after. So establish commonality and move on. Now, another word on establishing commonality, you will find from Hopkins, Brian Tracy and a couple of other people that there are some topics you have to um, avoid. And I agree. But of course, it depends. It depends on. Um, and it, let, before it gets into the it depends part, let me just uh, state what the position is for Hopkins anyway and Tracy. So 
uh, the whole idea is you're supposed to avoid religion, avoid politics, and avoid what else? Uh, there's politics, there's religion. Mm, I can't remember what the third is. Three things you're supposed to avoid, politics and religion. And that's because politics and religion, especially uh, for the modern man, are very heated um, topics. And it's not something you can make headway on, especially since uh, ideas about relativism are all over the place. So, um, uh, yes, Jesus Christ is the way, he is the truth, and uh, he is the life. But, you know, they are Muslims. So your point is not, the whole point of you being here is to make some money and move on, is not to get into uh, religious disputes and theological disputes and uh, things like that. So after the wedding is done and you guys are all nice and friends, you can have the nicer conversations on whether Islam is valid or whether you think Islam is a Christological heresy. But for now, keep religion off the table. Uh, the same with um, politics. They might be, uh, you know, Buhari people, you might not be Buhari people, that is besides the point. Establish the commonality you need to move on, you seal the deal. After the thing is done, you've cut your check, and after you guys have become friendly, maybe now your best buds, if you start the conversation about what you think Buhari is doing wrong, um, it's, it's a different thing. You guys are not strangers anymore. You'll be able to have that conversation, and you'll be able to have that banter back and forth where the groom can say, guy, how can you say that kind of thing, blah, 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 and you guys abuse each other, and all, not, and all is cool, you're all friends, and they'll still send money. Um, sorry, not money, they'll still send referrals and friends. But the um, most important thing for the beginning is let's, let's avoid these hot-button issues. So keep politics out of it. Keep religion out of it, and I really hope I remember the third one before I'm done with this um, recording. Now, this is the part about where it depends. You have some people like Grant Cardone on the other end of the spectrum. He's very highly opinionated, and, uh, well, let's just say for him, he's one of these people that wants to be, what's the word, is it authentic? Authentic, you know, by all means, at all times, across all touch points. And so someone like Grant Cardone is going to say, look, if politics or religion is important to you, then don't beat about the bush. Then, you know, uh, you don't have to trumpet it. But then again, you don't have to hide it because if it's going to rub you guys off the wrong way before the wedding, maybe it's going to rub you guys off the wrong way during or after the wedding. So um, he is not one of the people that believes in shying away when it comes to uh, religion and politics and things like that. But in my own opinion, now that we're new at this, we're trying to establish a brand for ourselves, establish a name for ourselves. Let's keep politics out of the picture. Let's keep religion out of the picture. After we're friends, after the wedding, after we become best buds, you can now um, have those com uh, conversations and you can say how you think uh, Buhari is an idiot and um, uh, you thought that uh, anti-corruption was going to be the cornerstone of his government and security, but it looks as if insecurity is rampant and all they're concerned about is raising money. And you can say how he's killing the economy and all other things that those of you who don't like Buhari um, say. Uh, then again, if you also believe that Buhari is the Messiah and he's done everything right, then after the wedding, after you've collected the collected your check, after you've delivered on your superior service, then you can start shouting all over the place how it's uh, Buhari or nothing, and you have to make sure that the North is going to carry uh, Nigeria at the next round of the elections. So, um, yeah, establish commonality, move on. Nothing more. You're not here to become best friends. You can become best friends after the wedding. Then after the wedding, after you guys become best friends, you can talk about politics and religion all you like. Okay, what else? Okay, so that was a bit of time that we spent on commonality. So uh, three Cs. 
three C's. Um, okay, commonality, credibility, and uh, competence. Yes, so we're done with commonality. So now uh, credibility and competence are uh, kind of interrelated. So these states, credibility and competence, they show that um, you are believable or that it's believable that you're good at what you do. So if you're a wedding planner, you want to appear credible. If you're a wedding photographer, you want to appear credible. There are several ways that we can um, do that. Trying to be professional is one way of appearing credible. So make sure that you sound professional, you conduct yourself professional, um, and uh, you will appear credible. Then, of course, uh, your portfolio is also something that can help with that. So for wedding photographers, your Instagram is uh, top-notch. Everything is tidied up, looks real good. Uh, your website and um, all your photos on Facebook or whatever, everything is um, neatly and properly curated. And if you're a wedding planner, um, the same. Uh, some people also say that um, testimonials and stuff like that are a good way of establishing uh, credibility and competence. And there are some wedding planners who do that on Instagram by uh, taking pictures of the conversations that they have with their couples, where the couples say, oh, oh my God, Kemi of XYZ wedding planning, you're the best, you're the bomb, you raise the heaven and earth and the sun and the moon and the stars, and then they take a picture of that and put that on the gram. So if you're one for doing those sorts of things, then yeah, by all means, do it. Although personally, my own personal opinion, I don't think that's really good because those conversations were kind of intended to be personal. So except if you have asked for their permission to do so, don't do that. I think you're better off just saying, oh, thank you very much for this glowing review. Um, hope you don't mind if I take a picture and put this on the gram. And if they say, oh, yeah, please do it, then you go ahead. Or um, I think the better thing to do, actually, since Google is a much more open um, platform so that more people will come across, you can ask is, okay, are you okay uh, with leaving me a review? We can just repurpose this chat that we have here and then put that as a review instead. So get that permission and then do that. So those are ways of establishing um, credibility and uh, competence. So these are just a few things that we've um, uh, that we can riff on about the idea of establishing um, trust. Like I said, whatever framework it is that you come across is going to be highly um, useful. So don't worry too much about getting the perfect framework for establishing um, trust. Just bear in mind that uh, business is going to be conducted at the speed of trust. And uh, if you establish trust, it's going to help to get their guard, now, their guard down so they're not apprehensive at the beginning of the sales process. And it'll get them open and warmed up to the idea of doing business with you that, well, Kemi of uh, Everlasting Wedding Planning, she looks like uh, she's a trustworthy gal, so we can go ahead with her. Uh, Ikechuku looks like he's an okay photographer. We can go ahead with him. And then um, it's not, uh, let's see, what else? Okay, yes, and then you're going to be able to do that by showing commonality. You guys um, are the same. You're like each other, and you have some uh, rapport, and then you also establish credibility and competence, regardless of which framework you use. So thank you very much, guys, for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. I will catch you guys on the next recording.